We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. In the 2021 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Panay Sewell, tackle, Oregon. He's going to run it straight in. Jared Goldberg. Yes. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. DJ Hawkinson, yes. they did it. They tied it. They're an extra point away from winning this game. Oh, baby, how big is that? Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 240 on the Blue Wire Network. I am your host, Tyler, and it is officially the NFL Draft Week. This is going to be our final episode before the NFL Draft. Thank you guys so much for all the support throughout from January till now, even in the regular season. You guys were talking about the NFL Draft, and it's finally here it is finally this week we are here Peter couldn't join us today but i got my man mr malcolm Harden. how you feeling today and we're here man it's draft week Woo! let's go man draft week this is, today was a really good day man brooklyn got eliminated got swept 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 <laughs> i mean it was a great day today man watching seeing kd and Kyrie just look all depressed and they should have came to New York. They should have came to the Knicks, and that would never happen. But that's another story for another day. Another day. I mean, like, just really quickly on that, like, that's got to be one of the biggest failures in NBA history. The way Between they that, created this team and not even winning a one playoff game. Yeah, they got swept. That is embarrassing. That that was terrible. That was that that, that was a big ha. And this is a ha. Uh, that's all I gotta say is ha. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> But back to the NFL, and it's officially the NFL Draft Week, and man, the smoke screen is through the roof right now as the time of this recording recording this Monday night. The betting favorite odds right now for the number one pick is now edge rusher Trayvon Walker from the University of Georgia. Yes. Call that. Call that. Oh, man. I had a cough. I had a cough. It was a cough. I'm sorry. Call that. I'm sorry. Cold season? <laughs> no, yeah, it was a cold season. I called that. Um, you're right. You're good, bro. Trayvon Walker is now the betting odds to be the number one pick. And now, according to many sports books, the betting odds for the number two pick favorite-wise is Aiden Hutchinson. So let's let's just get right into it. We're going to do a three-round mock draft. This is going to be our final mock draft. And, Malcolm, I don't know if you're like me. 
but I am so fucking sick of mock drafts. I'm so sick of looking at mock drafts. I'm just ready for the actual day to be here and just see how this thing actually folds out. I, I, I'm just sick of people's mock drafts. Are, are you feeling the same way as me? Yeah, I mean this this drafts this draft season has been different from been very different from the others, and I guess just because there hasn't been that that guy that automatic pick, it's just been all over the place. Like we've been yeah. seeing we we've been seeing mocks as far as you know Sauce Gardner going to Detroit. Yeah, like th- th- that's how that's how it's been this whole this whole draft season. So I'm just glad this shit's over. <laughs> I, I just can't wait to make your pick, and we can just move on. We can move yeah. on and just call it a day, man. Yeah, I mean, we were talking before the show even started. It's like, you know, in other drafts, it's usually like we know the unanimous number one pick last year, Trevor Lawrence. We knew that since the college football season started, like Trevor Lawrence was going to be the number one pick. The year before that, Joe Burrow kind of came into the scenes. We knew he was going to be the number one pick like way before the draft. This draft, we are the week of the draft right now. This is the Monday before the, the, the before the draft, and – there's still so many question marks with what the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to do with that first overall pick. So right when the draft starts this year, that's when all the chaos starts because we really don't know what's going to happen. And it's going to be a really, really unique and interesting draft for sure. Yeah, definitely, man. And they're just so unpredictable right now, Jacksonville Jaguars. You don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. It is, it's, if I was the Lions, I'll be frustrated too because you don't know what they're going to do. But yeah. the good thing with the Lions, they have multiple options right now. They're number two. They should have at least two, three players that they know that they really love. Yeah. And those are the guys they're going to draft that too. It just is what it is. I mean, it's, it's either or. It's yeah. either they're going to draft the guy you love and you just go to option B, or they don't draft the guy you love and you just grab the guy you love. It's, just, it's either or. So yeah, Detroit Lions, they're in a great spot. Yeah, you're right. Usually, like, teams with the number two pick or number three pick, they usually know what route they're going with their pick way before just because they know what usually the number one pick is going to be. But this year, like, you know, we, we were kind of anticipating maybe Aiden Hutchinson. Maybe they go offensive line. Now we're seeing maybe they go Trayvon Walker. Like, th- there's so many different possibilities Jacksonville can go with this number one pick, and it's really – it's it's a secret. There's no, there's no like, talent. There's no, like, we don't know what's going to happen. So we'll have to wait till Thursday to do that. So, all right, let's get into this mock draft. Let's talk about – let's do our third on mock draft. So I'm going to start off with you, Malcolm. Pick number two. First of all, who was the number one pick in your mock draft? I know you don't personally do it. You do a simulator. And that's why I do the same thing. Yeah. So who, who was the number one pick in the simulator? Because of the hype and everything that happened this week, looked like Walker went number one. Trayvon okay, Walker so Trayvon went number Walker's one to Jacksonville. He went number one to Jacksonville. So this leaves the Detroit Lions in my mock. They have the option between either A, Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan, or um, you go with uh, Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon. So for me... I love both players. I think both guys are going to be dynamic in their own way. Now, as far as for this scheme, this team, I think Aiden Hutchinson fits the scheme and his team better than I would say Kayvon Thibodeau, just because of his motor, man. His, his motor is unmatched compared to anybody in his draft class. So for me, if, if Jacksonville does pass up on Aiden Hutchinson, I think it's a mistake. He's the most ready, probably the most ready player in this draft as far as coming off the edge. So I would def- So my pick, I thought this was a no-brainer for me. I went with Aiden Hutchinson um, with the number two overall pick. Okay. I'm going a different direction here, and I'm going to stick with my gut, man. And and for me, I had the same option. Trayvon Walker was the number one pick in my simulator, so I had the options between Kayvon Thibodeau and Aiden Hutchinson. I've been really consistent throughout this whole process, and I'm sticking with it through the, the final week of this draft. 
is I want either Kayvon Tibbet or Aiden Hutchinson. I've been really consistent with that throughout this whole process, and I'm sticking to that. And that's really what I want at the end of the day with the Lions to do with this pick number two. So for me, I was coming down to nitpicking. It really came down to nitpicking. Who do I think is going to be maybe a little better? Um, just looking at athleticism, comparing size, what they did on the football field, doing little, just a little bit of everything. My final pick ended up being Kayvon Thibodeau, but this is not by a, a big margin. This is not by like, it, it was very, very close. And for me, what it really just kind of came down to, even though Aiden Hutchinson kind of surprised me a little bit with how sneaky his athleticism was when we saw at the combine in this pro day, he really flashed it. I just really believe Kayvon Thibodeau with his size, his length, he just screams a traditional NFL edge rusher that we've seen that could be so dominant. The thing with Hutch that maybe scares me a little bit is one really only one year of really good production. That was his, his final year, obviously. And he was in the Heisman race, which was a phenomenal year. And two, I'm telling you, I'm nitpicking right now. I love both guys, but nitpicking right here was the arm length. Aiden Hutchinson's arm length compared to other NFL edge rushers in the league is a little undersized where Kayvon Thibodeau is more of your traditional NFL edge rusher fits the perfect mold fits the perfect size. Now, if I was thinking what I think the lines would do if they had both these guys, I do think they would go eight hunching. But what do I want? I would personally take Kayvon Thibodeau. But like I said, it's it's not by any margin, a big margin or anything like that. But me making this final decision, I, I think I came to realization. I think I just like Kayvon Thibodeau just a tad little more than eight hunching. So you're sticking with your pick. You're sticking with the Kayvon Thibodeau, man. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sticking yes. with tips here. Okay. Um, yeah. Do you want to read out Pierre's pick, or do you yeah. want me to read it out? Yeah, we can Go ahead, Pierre. Man. So Pierre's not with us, but he did send us a mock draft. Didn't give us any analysis. Shame on Pierre for not doing that, because he should have gave us some analysis to read off the <laughs> pick, but he didn't do that, so it's okay. Uh, but he did go with Kayvon Thibodeau. I don't know who was available for the simulator for him, so it, it could have very well been Aiden Hutchinson, number one, because I know he, throughout the whole process, has been leaning no, more towards Aiden Hutchinson than Kayvon Thibodeau, so I feel like if Trayvon Walker, like me and Malcolm's mock, I feel like Peter might have potentially switched. This is me just predicting and me assuming, but I, I do believe he probably would have went Aiden Hutchinson if uh, Trayvon Walker was number one. Yeah, that, that's what he kind of explained all year. Um, unless something changed the last week, then yeah, he would have gone Aiden Hutchinson over Thibodeau if, if Aiden Hutchinson is available. But in his mock, probably Aiden Hutchinson went number one overall. So that's how that went. So he stuck He stuck with his um, first pick, too. So he stuck with Kayvon Thibodeau. All right. Let's transition to pick 32 and just a little spoiler. One of my favorite picks in this whole draft that I got here at 32. But, Malcolm, I'm going to kick it off to you. Who would you get here at pick 32? All right. So pick 32. This is a, I mean, this is the same player I had in my other mock, but I had him at 34. But this time I'm going to have him at 32. I just think this is a really good, a really good fit. And I know a lot of people are saying, oh, um, Detroit Lions, they want bigger linebackers with speed and all this and that. But I went with the linebacker from Georgia, Nicole Dean. I think this is just a really good fit. I think if he's there, I think this is a, a no-brainer. Um, he's going to be an instant starter. You bring him in, he's going to be an instant starter. I think he's going to make an immediate impact in our linebacking core. And if you draft, you know, you go Ed Rush your first round, and you go back second, you pick 32, and you pick up the Kobe Dean as a linebacker. You just solidify, you just picked up two solid, you know, cornerstone pieces for your front seven. And those are going to be your two pieces for the next five five years. And that I think is a no brainer if he's there. So I went with the Kobe Dean. Uh, we'll pick 32. I agree. 
and I had the same exact player in my mock draft. <laughs> I love Nicole Dean, and I, I've been saying this throughout the whole process, and I'm sticking with it. Like, I don't care if he didn't participate in the combine. I don't really care if he didn't participate in the, his pro day and, and, and show what he could run in his underwear. I really don't care. I've seen where I have to see from Nicole Dean on the football field, saw him that college football playoffs. I think he was the second best player on that Georgia defense, that really good Georgia defense. I think he was the second best player on the Georgia defense after Jordan Davis. He is such yeah. an impact player. He's a guy I see coming to the NFL. I don't care what his size. He's a guy you plug and play, and he's going to be on your team for the next 15 years. He's going to have that C patch eventually. That's Nicobe Dean. He keeps up with the running backs. He can keep up with tight ends. He's got the speed. Even though we didn't see it in his underwear at the combine, I seen it on the field. He could do it, man. And he's a he's a great tackler. Nicobe Dean at 32 would be absolutely phenomenal. Grabbing one of those edge rushers at two, getting Nicobe Dean at 32, locking up two front seven players, like Malcolm said, with your first two picks. I mean, that's how you fix a defense. You start fixing that front seven, everything starts gelling. Everything starts meshing together. This is what you do here. These are your cornerstone pieces right here. And if you hit them right, you're cooking with something, man. Your whole team just gets instantly better right there. And I truly believe Nicobe Dean is a top 15 talent in this draft. And he's just not getting the love that he deserves. And, it, and it's beyond me. And if he falls to 32, God bless all those NFL teams. Because I'm taking him at 32. I'm running to the podium. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. I think that that'll be huge, man. And that'll be huge for um, this whole rebuild and this whole process, man. Just getting two two guys up there for your front seven like that. And then just having the guys from last year in, in the front seven and, you know, seeing they could take that next step. Man, this, this is going to be huge for our rebuild, man. I absolutely agree. I love Nicobe Dean. I think he's the best. He's my favorite linebacker in this class. I know Devin Lloyd's great, but Nicobe Dean is my favorite linebacker personally in this class. So getting him at 32 was an absolute no-brainer. Yeah. All right. Um, I guess I'll read off Pierce. Uh, second, uh, thirty pick 32, his pick at 30, uh, 32. And it was the safety, um, Jaquan Brisker. Penn State, he went yeah. that route. Yeah, he went that route with Jacob Brisker. Uh, I mean, he didn't give no explanation, but I can just tell that you know he knows that safety is a need, and um, that he guy likes Brisker a lot too. I know he, he likes, likes Brisker a lot. Yeah, he likes Brisker a lot too. Yeah, so yeah, that, that was his pick, uh, Jacob Brisker. Jaquan Brisker. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, let's transition to the second round. Pick 34 for the Detroit Lions. Malcolm, what route did you go here for the Lions? Okay, so pick 34, I mean... 
I know Pierre went with Jaquan Brisker for 32. I went Jaquan Brisker for 34. And um, yeah, I'm just going to give this reason for Jaquan Brisker. He's a great player, great safety. I mean, it's really a debate on who you, who's the number two safety in this draft class. I mean, this is so close. I mean, you, get, you, know, you got, I know you got Hill from Michigan, and you got um, you got Sing, you got Seen, Louis Seen, and then you have Brisker. This, these guys are just so close together, man. That it's just it's hard to tell who's who's the really the number two safety in this draft. And I think they're all great in their own ways, and I think they're all going to make an immediate impact for whatever team they go to. So, with this mock that I had, um, he was. I mean, the other two safeties, um, Louis Seen and um, Hill. They were, they were drafted already. So I went with um Jacon Brisker. And I think this was a really good pick. Yeah, I like that one too. I mean, Peter got him at 32, you got him at 34. That'd be a hell of a a hell of a three picks right there. I mean, you're really establishing your defense right there. You're really getting some nice pieces for the long run. Uh Hutchinson, Nicobe Dean, and then game Brisker there at 34. I mean, that's 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 revamped. That's almost uh, Carolina Panthers esque from a couple of years ago in that 2020 draft yeah. where they just went defense, 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 defense. And yeah. um, I mean, overall, I mean, I know the Panthers are in a weird spot right now, but that draft overall looked pretty good for them. So it, it did, man. And I mean, I think this the way the if you want to build your team, this is the way you do it. And this is kind of similar to my my other mock that I, mock that I had last year. Um, last the other mock that I had this is very similar, just different, a little bit different players, different different spots. But I think these positions, I think you got to address them early. I think you got to address the edge. I think you got to address the linebacking core, and I think you got to address the safety position because even though we picked up Elliot, Elliot's future is not it's not there. We don't know what we're gonna get out of it. Elliot could be injured. He could get cut <laughs> before the season starts. We don't There's know no what's gonna happen with Elliot. There's no guarantees with Elliot. So I think you got to bring in some competition for Elliot. And and just and you gotta adjust these address these positions very quickly. I think the safety, the linebacking core, and and definitely edge. Those three positions I think is our biggest biggest need going into this draft. All right, now with the route I went here at pick thirty four, I went the wide receiver route, and I went with the route of Christian Watson from North Dakota State. I mean, let's just face it. I mean, a guy that has really kind of emerged into the scenes, I would say, at the Senior Bowl and then had a, a killer combine. Uh, his RAS score is actually a 10. He's 6'4", 208 pounds, ran a 4.36 at the combine. So he really showed his speed off, has the size. And the lines right now at that receiving core, they have a lot of questions right now. You know, you got him on Ross St. Brown. You have him locked up. But after that, that's where the questions come in. DJ Chark, only one-year deal. Josh Reynolds on a two-year deal that could be moved on at pretty much any point during this this time. Um, Quintess Cephas, question marked with him coming back from injury. After that, I mean, you got Khalif Raymond back too. But then after that, don't really have much right here. So I think Christian Watson, I think he's a perfect mesh to go along with Amon Ross St. Brown. He's going to be a traditional outside receiver. You could mix around Amon Ross St. Brown on the outside. You can mix him up in the slot, whatever you want to really do. You can get really creative with him in the backfield. That's what Amon Ross St. Brown, you can get so creative with them. Christian Watson's a guy they got to see at the senior bowl um, and got a very extensive look at him, got to meet with him. So I, I really like the pick here, man. I, I mean, the traits here, he has really good traits to be a really good player. And with the line situation, with what they have right now, he doesn't have to be that guy game one. He can kind of go the Amon Ross St. Brown with a little less pressure. He could kind of take a little backseat, get mixed into the playbook, and then maybe eventually be that guy because Chark's on a one-year deal, Reynolds on a two-year deal technically. And then once Watson's more adjusted to the league, once he's more comfortable in this offense, then I think they'll give him a more expanded role. And he could be a true outside threat. And then you're building something right there. You got Watson, Amon Ross St. Brown. 
that's two really good receivers if they could pan out to be what we think they could be. So I, I really like this pick here. Really high ceiling play right here. Kind of risky because he came from North Dakota State, but what, with what he showed me this offseason at the Senior Bowl Combine and just kind of seeing what he did at North Dakota State, I think his talent could really definitely translate to the NFL. And I like what the Lions could maybe potentially do with him here. Yeah, that would, that would, that's a good move, man. Who did uh, Pierre have uh, picking here at 34? I just had it in front of my face. Uh, okay. He has wide receiver George Pickens from Georgia. Yeah, I mean, this was a uh, one I was also mulling right here. I picked 34. He was available for me. I ended up going Christian Watson just because of Pickens' injury history. But I think if Pickens was healthy, I think he's definitely a first-round receiver and a guy that we could probably see off the board in that 15 to 25 range, somewhere around there potentially. Um, but I think the injury is like the only thing that may be a little – hesitant for making that pick at 34 but overall i love pickens he's a kneecap biter as Pierre would like to say i'm gonna use something that Pierre would say uh he's a kneecap biter for sure he's got that dog in him for sure um but i just i lean more towards christian watson but george pickens here at 34 i also would really like this pick a lot i think that would make a lot of sense for lions yeah phenomenal receiver this i just want to question his maturity Mm-hmm. That's, that's 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 all. That's all the question is maturity. Just to see if, if he's going to be able to act like a pro at, at the pro level. Because like, I know you probably seen the clip that Pierre posted with him just brawling with guys damn stuff, near yeah. brawling with damn near everybody. Yeah, <laughs> and he, I mean, you could look at that two different ways. You could look at that as saying, "Oh yeah, I mean, that's a kneecap biter." You know, he's tough, physical, physical player. Or you could look at that as a way of man, this guy's not mature. He's, he's suspended. He's easy. He easily ticked off. He gets ticked off easily. He has a you know a short fuse. You could look at it that way as well, and that could be a negative. So you just want to see what type of plays you're gonna come in at, in the league for. And also you got to factor in too. I mean, George Pickens has won a lot. We just won the national championship in Georgia. How will he take that coming to a team that just won three games last year and is in the middle of a rebuild, you know, and not expected to win many games? So that's a fair question. And obviously, we don't have the luxury of being able to talk to him. And that's something that Brad Holmes and the, the staff is going to have to identify as. And we'll see. Um, again, you you said it. It could go either two ways. One, he's a great team player. He's going to fit him just perfectly. Or two. If things are not going the way Georgia was going, how is he going to react? And I think that's an yeah. interesting concern. And we don't know. And we have to wait and see if that is going to end up ever popping up if whatever team he ends up going to, if it's the Lions or another team. Yeah. All right. Let's go on to pick 66. Malcolm, what do you got here? Pick 66. All right. And this pick, pick 66, I believe, is the same exact pick I had in my last mock. And I just think this is a really good fit. I went with wide receiver John Mechie with this pick. Again, I just feel like with the, what the Detroit Lions did in this offseason, bringing damn near back the whole wide receiving core, I don't think they have to rush a guy. They don't have to rush a guy. They have Josh Reynolds. They have you know, Cephas coming back. They have options. So I think you could get a guy like John Mechie, ease him in, and I think you know you could get him late. This guy was probably a second-round pick, maybe a first-round pick before his injury. You bring him in. Get him in the third round, ease him in, and you have a really good compliment with him and Amon Ross St. Brown once he's healthy. That's gonna be a really good matchup. And I just love the pick. I think it's a I think it's just it just really works out for Detroit because they don't have to rush him in. I like them. I mean, John Menchie's 
when we, when he was with Waddle and he was with Ruggs and then even this year with uh, Williams, you know, he was a guy that we always looked at like he's gonna be a, he's gonna be part of this Bama core that we're talking about. You know, he's gonna be one of those NFL wide receivers, and then his interest kind of kind of came up with him. But I mean, mentally, yeah, like you mentioned, he could be one of those guys that we could have seen in the second round or maybe even the late first round if everything went well this year. So. Don't hate that pick there. I liked it a lot. And like you said, kind of what I, the route I went with Christian Watson doesn't necessarily have to go into a starter role necessarily right away. You can kind of ease him in a little bit, and maybe it works like that. Yeah, man, absolutely, man. Who do you have? So here at pick 66, I have a guy that I didn't really know too much about until I, I did some research about a week ago, and that is safety Brian Cook. So the route I'm going here with Brian Cook, I was looking into it. A guy that didn't really play too much, wasn't even really a starter at Cincinnati, a really good defensive back room there. Obviously, a team that made the playoffs. They had guys like Sauce Gardner there. They have a really good defensive back room. But a guy like Brian Cook is a guy that could have started, has a lot of good traits to be a starter in this league. And I think what the line situation is, if you get this guy here at 66 – you could develop him. You could make him that guy to pair him along with Tracy Walker. He was in that Cincinnati defense where they played a lot of split safety with the Lions do here on, on defense. You got Deshaun Elliott for the year. He obviously resigned Tracy Walker. So you're you're content with probably going to the season with Elliott and Walker, assuming everything's all healthy and everything. And then a guy like Brian Cook, he could kind of sit, take a back seat, you know, and, and just see what's going on and learn the playbook and get adjusted to the league. And then eventually you only Elliot's on a one-year deal. This guy could potentially be your future safety pairing with Tracy Walker. And these are usually the time range where you find safeties. I mean, Tracy Walker, we found him late third round, a lot of the good safeties in the league. This is where usually you get them the third, fourth round. And I think this could be an opportunity here. A guy that didn't get much opportunity in a good defensive back in college, but here at 66, I'm more willing to take a chance on a project here and see what the Lions could do. Having five picks in the top 100 gives you the luxury of doing that. The Lions did it last year with the Fatima Lafonwu. I think the Lions could do it right here. Pick 66 with Brian Cook. Yeah, that, that, that's, a, that's a smart pick, man. I like it. All right. Who did Pierre have here at 66? 66. Pierre had the linebacker Brian Asamoah. Um, by chance, do you know what college he went to? Uh, he went <laughs> to Oklahoma. He went to Oklahoma. Okay. So Brian Asamoah, the linebacker. So he's addressing the linebacking linebacker kind of kind of late in 66. Um, how do you feel about that? I'm going to be straight up with you guys. I don't know much about the kid. I don't really know much about the prospects. So I, my analysis won't be really too much valid, but I'm going to trust Pierre here. I mean, he definitely looked into him for sure. So he went that route. I'll, I'll give you a quick rest or if I could pull it up. Um, let me see. And then you could see his athletics at least and, and kind of get a feel of him. Um, if there's a picture, okay. So Brian Ashimosa ran a four point five six, so that's very good. And this, I just combine. Uh, he's undersized. That's why picked him up. That's only, why Pierre picked him up. He's only he's, he's only six foot. He's only six feet tall, and he's two hundred twenty six pounds. So he's a little underweight too. Yeah, he's undersized, but he's he has a lot of athleticism. And he's fast. <laughs> he's fast. Vertical cool. is thirty six point five. So yeah, there's, there's some athletic traits to work with here. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Okay. I, I mean, sixty-six is not bad. It's not a bad spot for a linebacker. I just, I just hope that they address it earlier because this is like linebackers. Just, I mean, shoot, this is it's a big hole. But this <laughs> class too, too. I mean, it's really top-heavy. You got a lot of good linebackers that you can get in that second 
you know, that second pick or the 34 pick, either one you want to use it. There's a lot of good linebackers. Now, I really do hope the Lions spend at least one of those two picks on a linebacker too, depending on how the board is. And if I think it's going to be one of those guys there, yeah, I definitely hope one of them was a Lions. Yeah, yeah, hopefully, man. All, All right. right. Um, Let's go on to pick, what is it, 97? 97, 97. What do you what got here, Malcolm? All right, so with pick 97, I really feel like the Detroit Lions, and I don't really care what player they get here as far as the the actual player, but I, as far as the position, I really hope they go tight end here. And the reason why I say that is because, damn it, Brock Wright is our number two tight end. And that's just – even though he played well down the stretch, I think we definitely can get an upgrade from Brock Wright. And so I went with, um, I mean, a familiar name for Detroit, um, Cade. Um, but it's actually Kate Oten. <laughs> speaking, Washington. Of, speaking of Kate, not to get too off topic, but I saw you made a Kate Cunningham tweet that blew up. You're not even a Pistons fan. I was getting so much like, oh, you would like, because I was saying, you know, that he got robbed. I, I already felt like Kate got robbed from the rookie of the year. And then it was just funny because people like don't that don't follow me, they're like, yeah, only Pistons fans feel like that. And I was like, well, I'm not a Pistons fan. So, I, I mean, I don't know what, you, what you're getting to with this. But, yeah, yeah it was just crazy. I'd go back to Cade, the tight end. Cade Owen, yeah, the Cade. tight end. Cade Owen. Now, I mean, as, as far as a player, he's a he has the size. He's 6'5". He'd actually be a starting tight end in the league, to be honest with you. Now, I just think that we just need another body in there. Because, one, I don't trust TJ Hawkins' health. <laughs> I'm going to put that out there. I don't trust his health. He hasn't been healthy. He hasn't been healthy in his career. So, we need a reliable option just in case of something that's happened to TJ. And... I don't don't feel too comfortable. The option is just Brock Wright, so did, we just need to get somebody. somebody. They did sign they somebody did. this offseason. It was uh, they, they, Garrett Griffin from the Saints. Okay, okay. I mean that, that that's that's a good option. But do you think that he comes in and be tight end too? I don't think that's ideal. Definitely don't think it's ideal. I think it'll be a guy that competes. It, like especially if you draft a guy here at ninety seven. I don't think that guy is ne- necessarily the, the lock to be the number two tight end. So I think. The route you would go here, if, if I'm going from your strategy, is that either Griffin or Wright makes the team as probably the tight end two out of the gap, out of the season, and then the rookie kind of ease him into the team. Maybe he's a healthy scratch the first couple of weeks, and then eventually when he's ready, he can be that backup tight end behind TJ Hawkinson. Yeah. I mean, that's that would be the ideal way, but we'll, we'll see how they handle it. I just really think they need to address the tight end position at, at, at pick 97. Yeah, they, I mean, they didn't really address it in the offseason. I mean, like I said, they got Gary Griffin, but like – you know, that's not really a, a reliable backup yeah. tight end, I mean, at least for not the long run. I mean, this is like a, a thing that could work for a couple of weeks, maybe a first yeah, like, month, month and a half. Like, like for example, if TJ has a high ankle sprain and is out for three weeks, exactly. three, four, you don't want three, three four, four, five weeks. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. We need a reliable, somebody reliable, man. Even though Brock Wright did a phenomenal job towards the end of the season, I just think that we need an upgrade. That's fair. That's fair. And that's definitely a rock the lines could potentially go there in 97. Um, I went a little different around here. I picked 97. I went the offensive side of the ball, but I went offensive line. And people are probably like, what What the hell are we doing offensive line here? I went Tyrese Robinson and tier offensive lineman from Oklahoma. And I'm going to break it down while I'm going this. So the way I was looking at it, our tackles, I love our tackles. Taylor Decker, Panay Sewell, great. Frank Ragnar up the middle, great. Jonah Jackson at the left guard, great. But I was looking at right guard. Halaputi Vitae, great for now. But I was looking at his contract. The Lions could free up some cap next year if they released Halaputi Vita. 
And the way I was looking at this, this is kind of like a chess move. A, a guy that you, you're going to start Big V going into the season, but you get a guy behind him like a Tyrese Robinson, develop him throughout the whole year, get Hank, get him in the Hank Fairley system, and you could move on from Halaputi Vite, create some more cap to, going into 2023, and then you got your whole offensive line still figured out, putting Tyrese Robinson, a guy that – Played at Oklahoma, was very versatile, even played some tackles. So if the Lions maybe need some tackle depth too, even, you have that here. I mean, I don't think that would be ideal. I think he's definitely a guard. He's a big boy. But he's a guy that really had some major success in the running game, the in the pass game, especially pass protection. He was really good at pass protection at Oklahoma last year. So I think getting a guy here at 97, sit back for the year, let him get used to the game, let him sit behind Big V, and then once he's ready and you can move off of Big V in, in the long run, and maybe Tyrese Robinson, if he could be that guy for you, he could step in and be your starting right guard for the long run. So Yeah, that's, that, that, that could be ideal, man. I so. think what, what Big V is able to do, man, I think he's so versatile. I think they would have to have somebody that's truly better than him to move on from. Yeah, so this would that's why I'm getting a guy who, who could do both the running and the passing game. If they could, I think, save some money next year going – into free agency where they are expected to spend a little more money. I, th- I think they would definitely prefer that because you can move off a of big V and then really save some money towards the offensive line and really only be paying Taylor Decker and Frank Ragnow and then have three really good offensive linemen, hopefully around them with Panay Sewell, Jonah Jackson and Tyrese Robinson, hopefully in this situation on rookie contracts. So I think at 97, having five picks in the top 100, you don't necessarily have to address every team need right now. You got to look at more of the long run too. And I was looking more into 2023, 2024 rather than 2022. And I think that's what the Lions did last year with this pick. I mean, they didn't need a Fatima Lafano. They didn't need a corner. They looked more long run for a guy who could be a serviceable starter and a depth guy. And a guy that maybe he could take a spot one day if they don't want to pay a guy potentially. And like, like remember last year, uh, they drafted Melifanu. Now they have an interesting question next offseason. Are they going to pay Amani or Warrior? Or can Melifanu maybe step into that role? and get him on a rookie deal. That's going to be a question that we'll figure out this year, and we don't know yet. But yeah, I think know. the Lions could maybe go that route with the offensive line right here with, with Robinson, and maybe he could be a future big re, big V replacement. Yeah, that, that, that'll be ideal, man. We'll see how they handle it. All right. And going on to Pierre's pick at pick 97, he had interior defense alignment, Fedarian Mathis. So I'm reading up a quick little report on the draft network. Mathis is a redshirt senior that has been a part of a deep rotation along, uh, wait, deep rotation along the Alabama defensive line. In the 2021 season, Mathis took a huge step in production. This year, Matthews, Mathis has accumulated more than 40 tackles, nine tackles for losses, and more than seven sacks. Mathis is okay. a versatile defender that could line up in multiple different assignments along the defensive front. He's a technique against the run, and he's able to consistently lock and shed offensive alignment and make timely tackles. So there you go. That, that's a quick report from go. the draft network, and there you go. So he did play a little bit last year. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I like that. I, I don't mind that pick there. You get another rotational defensive lineman. Can never have enough of those guys. So coming from a Absolutely. big university like Alabama, too. Absolutely, yeah. I think we, I think we, I definitely think we do need another interior guy in the interior. Yeah, you know, I think definitely. I mean, you drafted McNeil, you drafted Enrique last year, but you didn't re-up Nick Williams. How much more do you count on Michael Brockers to be that guy for you? Maybe you could go another younger route because kind of like I think Peter went similar route to me. Like maybe not a guy that's going to necessarily play for you day one or contribute day one, 
But Brockers also another guy you can move off of next year and you could save some money going to the 2023 season. So I think the Lions could maybe look into looking for a potential Michael Brockers replacement too. I think that's very possible. Yeah, could be. I, I wonder how they're gonna line these guys up. That's yeah. that's what I'm that's what that's that's what I'm worried about. That's what I'm wondering now. How they're gonna line them up. Are they gonna play like a four three or four? I don't know. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be interesting with the with the route they go with this number two pick, especially if they do go the edge rusher route. Because I mean Thibodeau and Hodgson, they could both play either scheme, but I think we could definitely identify as Thibodeau probably fits the three four a little more and then Hodgson probably fits the four three a little more if we had to really nitpick, but I don't think either of them would struggle on either defense if they ran. But yeah, I don't think I don't think it will. I don't think it'll matter. Could we say the same thing about um Josh Allen who went to Jacksonville? Exactly. Yeah, I don't yeah, think we, it would we were like yeah, we was like yeah, we, that's why we thought we were gonna get Josh Allen because he doesn't fit their scheme. But yeah, yeah they was like F it. And we're just gonna make it work. Yeah, <laughs> we're no, gonna I mean, make it work. That's usually the smart route to go to. And I I think with whoever they do pick though, I think they're gonna obviously go to that guy's favorites, like a guy that's tendencies that works for him. And we'll see who ends up being that pick. I think for the Lions, it could be a little. Tough right now because you just don't know who's going to go number one. You don't know who's going to be available for you at pick two. But I think they have some things probably plotted out for them and what they plan to do once they get into those offseason programs. So once they drop their guy, assuming they go edge rusher. Let's go, man. I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm all I'm all edge rusher or trade back. That's that's that's. Yeah. I mean, that, I just I just want they better. I, I just hope they do edge rusher. But I know I know everybody got different perspective and everybody wants different positions. But I just think that we this is what we really need. In like, Detroit. The, like the thing with Malik Willis, like if if I was like surefire on Malik Willis, like he's gonna be that guy. I lo- I love him as a prospect. Like I'll give an example. If this was Trey Lance. I would be firing the tanks right now. Take Trey Lance at two. Take Trey Lance at two. But there's just not a quarterback in this class that I'm like confident he's gonna be that guy. So I don't have that confidence to take him at pick two, especially when I like these two other edge rushers guys so much more. So like if there was a quarterback, I would be on that train right now. But like. I just don't like Malik Willis enough to make that pick at two. Like, would I be shocked if the Lions went that route? I wouldn't, but I just personally wouldn't do it. I'll be shocked. <laughs> I honestly would be shocked if they did go that route too. They went Malik Willis. I'd be. I'll understand shocked. it. I'll understand it. But the way they've been talking about golf, and the way they were saying, you know, you just feel like they're trying to really trying to build around him. Mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, I'll be shocked. I'll be, I'll be shocked. I'll be more shocked and more disappointed if they went the defensive back route. Or the I want to be I want to be just dis- I want to be di- really disappointed if, if they drafted Malik Willis. I'll just be shocked. No, yeah, I wouldn't be disappointed if they took Malik Willis. But I'd be disappointed if they went the defensive back route or offensive line route. I I'll there's no there's no there's no chance to go offensive line. But the defensive back, I'd be I'd be questioning things. Oh no, if they're defensive. They they go DB. I'm raising hell. Yeah, like I, I'm not. <laughs> I'm, raising, I'm raising hell if they do that. They're, they're, there's no, you just don't do it, man. And I know Brad Holmes in the last pressure said press conference. He said that, you know, he threw some smoke. He threw a lot of smoke out there, saying it doesn't matter about the position. Yeah, we're going best play. No, he's not doing no damn safety. He's not. He's not gonna do a safety two overall. He's not gonna do or or. Damn it, he better not go corner. <laughs> There's no, there's, again, there's no logical explanation to go corner. That just doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's safety. I, I mean, yeah, we have a need. We need a safety. Pick two is I, ridiculous. I, I understand, but two pick two is too rich for that. But if you go corner, shoot. 
I, I'm on. I'll start to fire Brad Holmes rant immediately if he went corner with this pick. That's when I start to really question what we're doing here. Like every, oh, like I, I, I lose, I'll, I'll lose hope on these guys. That's it. I'm yeah, done. I'll yeah. be done. I'll wave the right. I'll wave the white flag if they went Sauce Gardner. Yeah, <laughs> but like like quarterback, you see the plan they're trying to do. Like they think Malik's a long term guy, edge rusher. There's obviously really no explaining there. We know what they're trying to do for you get edge rusher. That makes complete sense. Other than that, though, I think that starts when you. That's when you could raise an eyebrow. It's like, what are we doing here? Is is this plan? Is where is this where we think it's still going, or they take a one eighty? And I think you know I, what, I think that's where you could raise an eyebrow. You know what's crazy? I seen multiple mocks that had Detroit Lions picking Kenny Pickett at thirty two. If that pick ever happened, I don't think it's gonna happen because I just like drafting another golf. I think I think Kenny Pickett is ready to play, but. Like like everybody's saying, like how high is the ceiling? We don't know. You just got to build around him. Could he be great? Sure, he could be great. Could he be just average? Sure, he could be average. We don't know. But if they actually went that route and went Kenny Pickett, thirty-two, how would you feel? I don't see the plan in that either. Like I I just don't see the plan in taking Kenny Pickett. Like if you went quarterback, I I there's some guys I could see there's a plan for a guy who could sit back the year. And maybe you see the ceiling. I just don't see the ceiling with Kenny Pickett. I really don't. If it was like Desmond Ritter, I wouldn't go this route. I don't recommend it. I wouldn't go this route. But I see the plan, what they're doing with Ritter. Howell, maybe I see the plan that they're trying to do with Howell. Malik Willis, I I obviously see the plan they're trying to do with him. But Kenny Pickett, like you just said, he's a day one starter. What does he have to learn behind Jared Goff? I mean, if you get if you draft Kenny Pickett, you're playing him right away. Like that's just a guy that you plug and play right away. A guy who could win you football games right now, but he's just not gonna awe you. He's not gonna be amazing. He's just gonna be there. I mean, he's gonna be okay. He's gonna be average. I don't want that. Um, and, and I'm definitely not going that route, especially when I have Jared Goff. It just doesn't make any sense for me to go that route with Kenny Pickett. If they went yeah. the quarterback route, give me at least a dev, a developmental guy that could sit behind Goff and has a high ceiling, and then maybe he could emerge to be that guy. Again, I'm not a big Desmond Ritter guy, but like I could see it, I could see that. That makes more sense to me. Malik Willis obviously makes sense. He could sit back and you could work with those traits. But Kenny Pickett, I I, I just don't see it. Matt Corral, like I also want to just don't really see it with those two. And Sam Howell's like on, I'm on like hesitant with him right now with that. But even him, I I wouldn't really touch. I wouldn't really touch any of these quarterbacks outside of Malik Willis by the opportunity. What about um? You know, I actually wouldn't mind if they draft a quarterback, even though. You nobody likes drafting quarterbacks late. The guy who they had in the um, senior Bailey Zappi, yeah. No, I mean yeah, Bailey Zappi, yeah, Bailey Zappi. If you go that, like, what are you saying? Like fourth round, maybe? Fourth, or, yeah, fourth round. Fourth or, round. Maybe, maybe that ninety-seven pick there, maybe. Yeah, even. yeah, yeah. Like that, 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 that doesn't affect me. Like if you envision him to be a future backup quarterback, especially in today's age of quarterbacks getting hurt. I know COVID's kind of behind us. There's no more COVID list, but like. God forbid anything ever happens like that. You want a good back quarterback. Um, if that's their envision to have a, a true back quarterback is going to be in their system for the next 10 years. Um, he's going to be a good clipboard guy, a guy that we can count on if an injury does happen. That's fine with me. I, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I actually read up on something and don't quote me on this, but I, I believe he was the most accurate quarterback on the deep ball 
in college. Yeah, so he has traits to work with. I mean, he went to Western Kentucky as an air raid offense, obviously. Air raid so. offense, yeah. They were they were passing the ball all over the place. So the numbers are inflated, <laughs> but I mean, they got yeah. to get a more observant look at him at the Senior Bowl. So like again, if they if they got a fourth round pick, like they traded back and accumulated a fourth round pick, and one of the picks ended up being Bailey Zappi, I mean. You need backup quarterback still. Like you, you still want a guy. If your guy does get hurt, you can count on him. You don't want to have a situation where um, whoever your starting quarterback is, he's out and you're in shambles. Like you have no shot of winning. Playoff hopes are done. You want a guy that you're still confident in. I mean, just look at the Ravens. Last year they had Lamar Jackson go out. They got Tyler Huntley, and and he was even though they didn't go to the playoffs, he kept them in check, gave them a legitimate shot to make the playoffs and maybe even make some noise in the playoffs you still want those type of guys. So I, I think if they went that route, 97, accumulated maybe a fourth round pick, or maybe even go round five, I'm not against that at all. Especially with how, yeah. with how many picks the Lions have, you have the opportunity to do something like that. Yeah, yeah, I like it, man. Let's see what they do. All right, guys, that is it to this episode. Hope you guys all enjoyed our final mock draft and our final episode before the NFL draft. We're going to go live on Twitter Spaces wednesday but that's not going to be released before the draft so you have to be there live if you want to listen to that so be there live on wednesday night at 10 o'clock eastern time it's going to be our final thoughts on the draft everything you guys can come up speak your two cents what you think the line should do and then thursday the day of the draft we're going to go live for pick one pick two and then maybe a little after that and then we'll probably take a little break if the line's still there at 32, assuming no trade backs or no trade ups, we'll come back live for pick 32. Maybe we'll go a little earlier, maybe pick 30, pick 31, somewhere around that range. Go live, react to it, and then that's really it. So hope you guys all enjoy that. Hope you guys can come out to Twitter spaces. If you guys want to find us, if it's just at the Pride Podcast, you can find us on Twitter or click any of our names. If you follow any of us, my name, Malcolm's name, Pierre's name, it's going to pop right away once you once we're live on Twitter. So definitely look out for that and thank you guys so much for all the support throughout the draft you guys always kill the draft coverage from the regular season you guys always want to talk about the draft so i I love you guys appreciate it so much and i'm out guys peace all right y'all it's your boy malcolm and tyler just pretty much nailed everything man but yeah i'm not sure are we gonna do something friday for round two tyler do you wanna are you gonna be free Potentially maybe something dials something up for round two, pick thirty four, something like that. Yeah, for pick thirty four, we could see if, if, if we could do something on Twitter, uh, Twitter Spaces for pick 30, 32, 34. and we'll see how it, how it rolls, man. But yeah, we'll be there. We'll be on Twitter Spaces, and um, yeah, man. Hope you all could tune in for that. And with that being said, I'm out. Peace. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. 
If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.